And so our Bible reading this morning is taken from John chapter 10 and verses 1 to 10. Jesus is speaking. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognise a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and life to the full. Well, I've come that they might have life and life to the full. <laughs> what does that look like in a time of lockdown? If I was to go back uh, three or four months, life was quite different. I had the privilege of going out to South Africa for a couple of weeks, um, somewhere I'd longed to go for uh, quite some time, and uh, enjoyed watching live test cricket in the shadow of Table Mountain. Spectacular scenery. Um, great company, enjoyed fantastic food, able to explore all sorts of things around Cape Town, enjoyed vineyards, etc. Maybe that was life in all its fullness, I thought. And then just maybe life in all its fullness is about uh, having the freedom to see our friends and family whenever we want to, wherever we want to. Maybe we see life in all its fullness as being able to meet freely as God's people in church, to enjoy fellowship together, worship, study, uh, prayer together. Maybe it's our, it's our jobs that give us that sense of fullness, the things that we do with much of our time, or, or being, being parents and, and grandparents and enjoying spending time with our loved ones there. Maybe it's the financial freedoms that we have that mean a lot to us. All of these things together might give us a sense of fullness of life. I'm sure you could add other things to that list and some would be very different. But in this time, some of those things at least have been taken away or we're restricted in our access to them. And so the question I'm asking is, what does fullness of life look like if those things are min minimalised and taken away? Maybe the whole concept of fullness of life just really jars with you this morning. You know, get real, Jesus. <laughs> but if we think about when this was written, John was very aware of the cost of following Jesus. He was writing at a time of uh, persecution, of suspicion, of alienation. The disciples, as they heard Jesus say these words, weren't exactly thinking, oh yeah, career prospects, leisure options, financial security. And the early readers of this message were facing a very different reality than ours. So maybe fullness of life 
isn't about all these external things. Maybe there's more to it than that. And we see something of that as we go deeper into this passage in John chapter 10. I encourage you to look through these verses and uh, find some of those clues for yourselves. But just a few to pull out. If we look back just one verse in uh, verse 9, Jesus says, I am the gate, whoever enters through me will be saved. Salvation itself is a key, an integral aspect of fullness of life, knowing we are saved, having that security in God. If we go back further to verse 4, we're reminded of the knowledge of God's presence with us, using the imagery of the sheep and the shepherd. God's presence with us, God's concern. In verse 8, we're reminded that God is our protector, that he is, he is for us. In this passage, we see freedom within a framework, the whole idea of sheep in a fold. There are some boundaries, and the shepherd is looking out for them. All of these things bring that fullness of life. In Galatians, we read this, these words, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Freedom from guilt, freedom from sin, knowing that we are forgiven by God. Surely all these things together represent something of fullness of life. I asked one or two folks just to share very briefly about uh, their understanding of what fullness of life might look like in this time. And first of all, we're going to hear a little bit from Johnny. So at the moment, I don't think I would say that I am truly experiencing his fullness of life. I, I know that I could say maybe two weeks ago that I was, if not living in it, on the right track. Uh, and that was because I was in a place where I was really freely receiving God's love. And I was coming to him knowing and holding on to the truth that he is the God of the universe. And also at the same time, my loving father who gave his only son for me. And that while he was my loving father, I was his beloved son. Um, and I could receive his love, no strings attached. Uh, and when I held on to that promise above all things, then I found myself truly stepping into fullness of life with him. Another important aspect of fullness of life is that eternal dimension, that resurrection hope that we have. The clear message is that we need to look up rather than look down, to recognise all that God has done for us and who he is. And that's not always easy, is it? I mean, Johnny acknowledged that he was probably in a better place two weeks ago than he is now. And uh, hope and pray he'll be in a better place again in a couple of weeks time. We can do a lot to encourage one another to look to God and experience and find that fullness of life. Looking up, keeping our focus on God may not change our situation, but it can change our perspective, shifts our focus. Let's hear about how one family are experiencing that shift of focus during these challenging times through the Ashleys. Good morning, church. I just wanted to share what um, the lockdown situation has uh, meant for us in terms of this fullness of life that Jesus is referring to in John 10. Um, for us, we've, it's enabled us to put aside time each day to spend having a quiet time with God. In the mornings, we have a quiet time with the boys during breakfast. And in the evenings, Gems and I spend some quality time together and uh, work through devotional as well. So, uh, and we've seen some real breakthrough in our relationship, um, not only with each other, but with the boys as well. 
So I just want to encourage you to um, try and, and have a look at the silver lining in everything at the moment. Um, and for us, this has definitely been in our relationship with each other and with God. Okay, Church, bye. Thanks, David. Well, we're all different. We'll all have different life experiences. We're all different personalities. We engage with God in different ways. But I just encourage each of us to look um, beyond our current circumstances and recognise all that God has done for us, all he's given us, the way in which he continues to love us um, through his times. I know for me, uh, knowing that I am saved, knowing that I'm forgiven, that I'm accepted, that I'm loved uh, as a child of God makes a massive difference to, to my perspective on life. And I hope that that will be true to you as well. I just want to um, finish with a few words from Pete Gregg. Uh, Pete Gregg is a pioneer of the 24-7 prayer movement. Uh, we used a prayer course at Christchurch earlier on in the year. And he was doing the um, input at Spring Harvest for the equivalent of our Bread for Todays. And uh, he said this in one of his sessions. Through this season, God wants to deepen you and not diminish you. He wants to embolden you and not terrify you. He wants the pressure of this crisis to create diamonds in your character and mind. I found that challenging. I found that really helpful as well. You know, God does want to do something new in us. And it's as we look to him and recognise who he is that we will change and become more of the people he wants us to be.